I saw miles and miles of Texas All the stars up in the sky I saw miles and miles of Texas Gonna live Welcome to Hour 1 of Sports Saturday, the 15th Club, with hosts Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to the minute news from the world of golf. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll free at 877-590-KLBJ. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. This is the 15th Club, live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret on Lake Austin Boulevard. I'm Scotty Sayers. Ed Clements is taking the week off. He's in Hawaii at a board meeting. Big business for Ed this week, and uh, he'll be back with us next week. The 15th Club is brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, the Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, and Zilker Belts. And at the Golfers' Roundtable today, I have two guys that are in competition to see who's been our guest star the most times on the 15th Club. And I think John Paul Bear, who's with us today from Las Vegas, he's the head coach at University of, Nevo- uh, what is it? UNLV, Nevada, Las Vegas. Nevada, Las Vegas. Okay, the running Rebels. And uh, Mark Brooks, who is now a regular on the 15th club and coming up on john paul's record welcome guys and uh john paul you have found a town that might be hotter than las vegas it's pretty hot here and speaking of records mark brooks is a hard guy to beat when it comes to records but but it is hot here yeah and vegas has been warm but there's a tropical storm not far away and so uh, right now we're getting some rain and some cooler temperatures in, in Las Vegas. I'll be back there tonight. What is rain? We don't even know. Mark, we don't know what rain is here. What's it been, two months? At least. Yeah. I think we're on day like 44 of a triple digits. I checked. We could bust <laughs> through the bottom of the 100 on Tuesday. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Forecast is for 99. Yeah. A little the, cold front coming through. And the rain went out of the forecast last I saw. The it's rain's gone. They need to have a tour event here. It seems like everywhere they have a tour event, it pours. You know, yeah. I was in Memphis last week. Rain, rain, rain. There went to Chicago, poured. Yeah. So let's have, get you, have you been washing your car? Have you tried that? <laughs> no, I do not wash my car. <laughs> See, that always happens, doesn't it? You wash your car and it rains. Yeah, well, okay, not anymore. There you go. Made you think about it. Yeah. My, my car doesn't deserve to be washed. Yeah, I was up east, and it was, you know, we had to dodge rain in Boston and then Long Island. It was it was kind of crazy, but uh, lush up there. It's just funny, different parts of the country. Uh, John Paul, you're only here for one segment, so let's get caught up on what you're up to. I know you've been traveling around with some of your uh, players to different amateur events around the country this summer. You know, if, when you're a college golf coach, you occasionally have a summer you can enjoy. That's what I think. But about three out of four summers, you're working, you're grinding, you're trying to, you're trying to make a difference in your program. You're, you're trying to get ready for the, the next season. Hired a new assistant coach, Spencer Dunaway. We're excited about what he's going to, going to help us do with recruiting. And so, it's, it's a lot of recruiting all the time. Um, our first tournament is September 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Mirabelle Club in Scottsdale called nice. the, the Maui Gym. It's not in Maui. 
but it's the Maui Gym sunglasses sponsored yeah. by um, at the Mirabelle Club, and so pretty soon we'll be getting after it, and um, and it'll be my second year coming up as a, as the head coach at UNLV. And it's a big difference being a head coach and an assistant coach, although probably at Texas your responsibilities were were huge. So I don't I don't know how does that compare really? No, I I it feels very much the same. You know, I'm still the same person. I I still think the same way. But being a head coach, you know, you are ultimately in the, the guy that's in charge of, of the decisions that, that directly affect your team, um, like, such as hiring an assistant coach. You know, yeah. I, I, it's so something that's really important, and, and, and it's just uh, I'm probably just not sleeping as much being a head coach either. So that's a different that's a different thing. Uh, but it's all right. I, I I enjoy it. It's what I've wanted, and uh, you know, it's fun. It's part of what makes life fun. Yeah, and how much have you traveled this summer? I mean, I assume you've been all around the country. Yeah, I've probably had eight or ten trips, recruiting trips. You know, your typical spots, uh, anywhere from, um, you know, Sarasota, Florida, to Baton Rouge, to Hot Springs, Arkansas, San Diego, California, Chicago, Illinois. Good golf spots. Yeah. Good good golfers coming from everywhere. and. And at UNLV, we're a we're a national golf program, like the University of Texas is, and so uh, we want to have a national presence. We want to recruit nationally. We want to compete nationally, and so trying to find trying to find all the right pieces. Yeah, and the portal is important, obviously, to you as a college coach, especially at UNLV. You know, Las Vegas might not be the place where a lot of high school kids want to go to college. Or they might not think that's where they want to go, um, but it, but we are truly a good golf destination. We are a good college golf environment, and and a great place for a kid that decides, you know what, I, I want a good golf environment with good coaches, a good schedule, good weather, and uh, and so we, we're going to be. A, I would say we're always probably going to be an, a, a decent destination for a transfer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the courses you play out there, Shadow Creek, and and what's your other Southern Highlands, Southern Las Island. Vegas Country Club, uh, the TPCs. We're going to start playing out of Red Rock Country Club here soon. Something different, something fun. So, but there's like 60. We've got about 60 golf courses in the Vegas Valley, and hopefully they're all going to be getting a little rain this weekend from Tropical Storm Hillary. I have a recruiting question for you. <laughs> yes, sir. How many times are you actually recruiting the parents? Oh. As, as much or more than the than the, the many kid, times. Than the kid. Many, many times. And it I think you have to figure out who you're recruiting. You know, who are we really, really trying to appeal to here the most? They always say it's the kid's decision. But but sometimes that one parent or both parents, sometimes it could even be the mom. That you really, really want to try to, uh, you know, sell to or charm, so to speak. Um, Jesse Haddock was known, the old, you know, the old coach Wake at, at Wake Forest. He was accused by some other coaches. They said, Jesse, you don't play fair. You you recruit the moms. And he said, Hey, that's you know, that's why it works. 
Yeah. Well, Mac Brown always said uh, for football, that was the key, is getting the moms on your side. It was a big deal. Just recruiting a kid recently, um, and I asked our assistant, I said, hey, do you feel like you're recruiting the dad here? Because I do. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's a great question. Really good question. Okay, after the break, and I know you've got to run, catch a plane. I, ha- back I actually have break. a flight that is allegedly on time. Well, go do it. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to miss you, and, and you have kept your record intact. I mean, you're not going to beat Mark's 803. No, no. Uh, no, but I started. Starts on the this tour. was a start. I started the show. You did. So I'm going to get subbed out, but I got the start. You know what? Yeah, you, it counts. It counts, and I know you can't take a burnt orange Zilker belt anymore, but uh, but Mark can. It's a it's so, a natural. It's a it's a yeah. It's an earth tone. Yeah. Well, you, you got your UNLV black and red, right? Well, burnt orange works a lot better in Vegas than red does in Austin. Okay. And you left me a UNLV hat, which I will proudly wear whenever I uh, watch the. Right. Rebel no. football team. Never know. Is it the running Rebels anymore? The, the running Rebels are the basketball team. <laughs> okay. You know what? UNLV is playing football at Michigan September oh. 9th on national television, the same day Texas is playing at Alabama. And what will you be watching? <laughs> I think we'll be in a tournament, but um, hopefully watching a lot of birdies. Yeah. There you go. So we'll see. There you go. Well, thank you guys. Though. Well, I'm th- listen, thanks for staying over and catching up. And next segment, we're going to talk about um, the FedEx Cup and how that's progressing. we got Scotty Scheffler at the top of the leaderboard with Matt Fitzpatrick and Jordan Spieth trying desperately to get into the top 30. So Mark and I will be right back after the break. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ. everybody, this is Huey Lewis reminding you that you're listening to the 15th Club on KLBJ Sports Saturday with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements. Welcome back to the Deep Eddie Cabaret. I'm Scotty Sayers along with co-host this week, Mark Brooks. Ed is in Hawaii uh, at a corporate board meeting, but I know he's getting in some golf over there. And uh, certainly our eyes are on uh, the residents of Lahaina, which is... Uh, close to Kapalua, where Core Crenshaw, where we opened our first golf course back in 1991, and our thoughts and prayers are with those people uh, over there and the families, and send relief money, please, please help those people out. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, golf course employees from the plantation course at Kapalua lived in Lahaina. And that, as we know, that town was just devastated. Uh, just horrible news. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible thing. Uh, the PGA Tour, it's week two of the FedEx Cup Finals. They're at Olympia Fields in Chicago. And Scotty Scheffler and Matthew Fitzpatrick are tied for the lead at, 10 un- at 11 under par. Brian Harmon, the British Open champion, is at 10 under and uh, Max Homa at 9-under. Mark, we were talking during the break. You have been up to Olympia Fields, and as Chicago golf goes, it's a good course. Uh, maybe not the best one in Chicago, though. No, and it, it's certainly worthy of, you know, it's had several majors there over the years. I want to say Jim Furyk won his U.S. Open there. He did, yeah. And 
beautiful property, big mature trees. Uh, they, they've had a little rain, but uh, look, I watched a little bit this afternoon. You know, the greens are starting to get that old school bounce back in them a little bit. Uh, they, they're going to have a great tournament tomorrow as far as tight, unless Scotty and Matthew jump out in front. Um, you got Max Homa, two back. Victor Hovland, who's been playing great golf all year, three back, along with Rory McIlroy. Now, that's a good leaderboard. (laughs) That's a good leaderboard. And, um, you know, back to Chicago golf before we talk more about the tournament and about Ryder Cup qualifying and and wild card picks, Chicago is blessed with a – that may be one of the five best areas for golf in the country. I mean, you got Long Island, you got Los Angeles, maybe Pinehurst. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. For sure. But Chicago – Westchester and then Chicago, right there. Yeah, I mean, Chicago, you got Chicago Golf Club, you got Medina, you got Shore Acres, Butler Park. What am I missing? North Shore. Yeah, North Shore. Wow. You just keep going. Cog Hill's pretty darn good. But, you know, Butler National used to be the home of the Western Open. Um, and you're going up to play Chicago Golf Club in a, in a I couple am in weeks. A, yeah, in about three weeks. That's a treat. Do a quick run, turn around and play a couple of rounds there. Very, it's a treat. I mean, it, what I enjoy so much about those, it's just very rarely do you ever really feel like you get to go back in time. Yeah. It's like stepping into a time capsule there. Everything about it. Yeah. You know, just the decorum, the way people act is really, yeah. really refreshing because it's very respectful for the game and each other. And the golf course, uh, they haven't they haven't messed it up. I mean, it's still really, really wonderful old school golf. And maybe one of the five, is cor- five oldest courses in the country. You just drive through the gates there in Wheaton and all of a sudden, yeah. Well, they were one of the five founding clubs yep. that formed the United States Golf Association. And uh, I'm certain that was in the late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. You know, they. it's it's out in a town called Wheaton. Yep. Which is a, you know, they actually had a, another location, then they moved out and found that location because it was near a, a rail line. So the people could jump on the rail, rail line and run out, run out probably a 30-minute t- train ride out. Yeah. And... Not much has grown up around it. They were able to shield that place from you know any encroachment. And so again, it's a time capsule that's worth stepping into. Yeah, it's that'll I be fun. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So um, looking at the leaderboard here, Scotty Scheffler, it's good to see him back on top of the leaderboard. I guess, I guess if you look over his season, which has been very, it's been more than solid this year. It's been really great. But if he'd have made a few more putts here and there, it would have been off the charts. Well, you're not going to make them all. I, he's got a different putter this week than what he, you know. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, he's got a little mallet, you know, a little more mallet style. So he's switched it up. Obviously, he's making putts this week. You know, you can, I can pull his st- stats up in about two seconds with these really good. And tee to green, he's been the best all year long, really. I mean, it's it's. You it's want to stroke incredible. stained off the tee this week? Yeah. Number one. Wow. How about approach to the green? Number one. Now, and we have 50 players. This is not like it's the 30-man field. Right. He is uh, seventh in getting, you know, around the greens, getting ball up and down. 28th in putting. So it's kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah. So, but his ball striking is making up for any of that. Well, let me ask you this. Who do you think is the best putter on tour? Uh, I, that's a wild question and a hard one this year. Max Homa. 
You think Max? If I go all the way back to September and we, you know, where right, kind of where it sort of started, I say that. I guess they actually started in January this year because we're going to continue on. So from January one, yeah. So now, I would say Max Homa's right there, right there near the top. Yeah, Brian Harmon being the other one. That's, Brian Harmon's that's putted great, great he, all year. Yeah, he's a really good putter anyway. Rory is. You say Rory's an average putter or better? Than I would average? say Rory is a below average putter on the PGA Tour. Okay. You know, contrary to Brad Faxon trying to <laughs> defend and cuss everyone that cussed. No, that actually, let's say he, he was cussing everybody that was even critical of. Roy McIlroy's putting, and but it deserved some criticism. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna prance around out there like you're the best player in the world, then uh, you know you might need to putt good and, and make it, them when they count. He would have really won a lot more tournaments. He hits it so good, you know, he's right there at the top. Yeah, which Scotty Scheffler's shown that too. His ball striking has been way, way above average, and it, you know this. It, you, you've been around a game as longer than I have, and if you hit the ball great. You can putt just average and still be a contender. Right. You know, if you start striking it, you know, funky, you better putt your butt off or you're not going to have a chance. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the stats have proven that, and we all knew it. I mean, you know, we, we know guys, and I won't name them, that were mediocre putters at best, but they hit the ball so good they kept their card for like 30 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could name them. Just beautiful swings, hit it great, and didn't putt very good, but they stayed, kept their card. Now, you show me a guy that starts driving the ditch every other hole, guess what? He's going to be selling golf balls behind the counter. Okay? <laughs> Just a fact. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I watch Matt Fitzpatrick, and I don't see him making, you know, a million putts. I mean, he obviously won a U.S. Open. He's streaky. Yeah. 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 But, but um, yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Max Homa and, and then Brian Harmon, I think they stand out for this year. Jordan Spieth right on the cusp here. At 31, and only 30 are going to make it to East Lake next week. Um, what are you seeing in Jordan's game? Just a little loose everywhere, you know. Yeah. Just a little bit loose everywhere. Nothing's like glaringly wrong. I mean, he's competing against a, 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 he's against going up against a bunch of really good players. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they, this time of year, if you're off a little bit, it's going to show. It's going to show. I mean, you're, you know, we're now at the the playoffs, so. Any flaw, any flaw in there is, is going to be exaggerated. Yeah, well, we're all pulling for Jordan. Who are the Who are the other guys that are right there? I know you got Hatton. That's uh, that's twenty nine or thirty, so he's got to jump over him. And and the other kid we were talking about at the break. It's uh, going to change tomorrow. Yeah. And I would say this: I I kind of like Jordan sitting at thirty one versus say twenty nine or thirty because I yeah. think. At least you thought you don't have much to lose. Yeah. Kind of maybe that mentality. And yeah. it would shock me to see him go out there and shoot five under. Yeah. You know, five under, make it easily. Yeah. All right, this is the 15th Club on KOBJ, 512-836-0590. If you want to talk to Mark Brooks, Ben Clements will join us after the break. And we will talk about Ryder Cup uh, coming up in Rome. We're live Deep Eddie Cabaret back after the news. I was a young troubadour When I wrote in on a song I'll be an old troubadour When I'm gone Howdy folks, this is Ray Benson of Asleep at the Wheel and you're listening to The 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on News Radio 590 KLBJ. 
Thank you, Ray. Ray Benson will be our uh, house band and one of our headliners at Imagine Muni 3 next March. We're starting to put that together uh, as we speak, and uh, we're going to have some great entertainment again. And the Forever Green uh, Golf Tournament over at Muni, September 15th. So if you want tickets to the party and to be a sponsor, go to SaveMuni.com. We've still got room for you. And it's going to be a fun day, double shotgun, and uh, Lucas Huggins is going to be the entertainment. So we'll have, a, have some good uh, entertainment there. I'm joined by Mark Brooks of 803 Golf, a former PGA champion, who is a regular on the 15th Club. And Ben Clements from the End Zone Club has joined us as well. The 15th Club is brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, and Zilker Belts. And uh, we're going to talk Ryder Cup now. I mean, we've got this, and, and Ben's shaking his head. He can't wait to do his captain's picks. But, uh, you know, we've got uh, the top 30, you know, trying the guys trying to get into Eastlake this week from 50 down to 30 players, Mark. But that's just one story. The other thing is trying to show off to the captains if you're not automatically qualified for Ryder Cup. So let's 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 play captain for a minute. If you're the U.S. captain right now, and you have, let's say, the six guys that are qualified right now stay the same, and that would be Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantlay. Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, and Max Homa. <laughs> Imagine if you told if you were told that 12 months ago, that was the top six. You'd okay. be shocked. Well, yeah, Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a little different. Okay, now let's let's take a look and think about who the six count them six captains picks would be. What do you think, Mark, at this point? Whoever sent the best gift to Zach's house. <laughs> I know they can find his address. I'm kidding, sort of. Yeah. You know, they've got a little... Uh, a little fraternity that's been going on for a while surrounding this Ryder Cup. It started quite a while ago, and uh, one of your favorite subjects, Phil, Phil Mickelson, kind of kicked that off with a very public tongue-lashing of his captain that year, of Tom Watson. And after that, very shortly after that, they formed what was called the Task Force. Yes. And it was sort of self-selected, and there's still some remnants of that floating around. You can see it in the vice captains and in all the assistant captains. So I'm crossing my fingers that it doesn't bleed over into the selections much, but nonetheless, I just wanted to point that out. There is a task force, and it resembles a fraternity. Hey, real, real quick, Mark, not yes. to interrupt, but what is the, what's the cutoff for for the Tomorrow. final? Tomorrow's the cutoff? Yep. It's not. It's not. They don't wait till after the tour championship. Okay. I mean, they're going to start so, talking. They'll be start talking about this 
tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, Monday. So today was the last day. Tomorrow. Yeah, so it's, today's the last day to really show off for. Well, you tomorrow. know, they've got tomorrow. tomorrow they got another too. round. Okay, so yeah. one more round to really show what you can do and who's hottest right now. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and so you've got you've got these guys that have maybe been in the top six on and off during the years. Andrew Shoffley for sure. Uh, I would assume he's a lock, right? We agree on that? I no? agree on that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Jordan Speed. Yeah. We agree on that Jordan's experience and playing well enough. Uh, how about Ricky Fowler? Yes. Lock. Yeah. Okay. Is that because he deserves it or in the fraternity? He's on the fringes, but he's a needle mover. So I might bring that out, meaning he's really good for the viewership. Okay. And he's, and, played, I, and he's played great. I would put him on my team. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. picked three. How about Lucas Glover? He's playing he's, hot right now. We, we hadn't gotten down there yet. Okay. Well, he's so, 16 in points. Colin Morikawa's number 10. Yeah, I know. Points. I know. Well, and Cam I'm, Young's ahead of him, but we're not picking Cam because he's We're not picking one. Cam Young because he doesn't have a trophy in his house from the PGA Tour. Okay. And no knock on you, Cam, but get get to the winner's circle. Okay. So I'm putting Morikawa on myself. I agree. You're going to take Morikawa. I would take right. Colin. Okay. I'm also taking Keegan Bradley. I agree. He's been on a mission. He is intense. He loves match play. I'm a fan right now. I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a Keegan Bradley fan. Okay, so, so now that's two, five. So who is it we're not going to pick? It's So so to me, at this point, we're not going to pick Cam Young. We're probably not going to pick Sam Burns. We're not going to pick Justin Thomas. Well, it's between Justin Thomas and Lucas Glover then, right? I think personally it's between Young and Glover. Yeah. Which is wild, but that's what it is. A 42-year-old that came out of nowhere. He was 119th on the FedEx Cup points list and won back-to-back and shot right up to the top five. Okay. So he's hot, you know, kind of the new putter, and we all watched him just drain everything there for a couple of weeks. So perhaps JT just becomes the sixth assistant captain. I would team. say Lucas Glover in most people's eyes would have kind of been the nail in Justin Thomas's coffin for getting picked this year. Okay. I don't think that you can't pick Justin Thomas. What he's shown this season, he's a great golfer. He won a major last season, but he has fallen off harder than most most past winners have following a major. I mean, do you even does he even want to put his game out there no. under that intense heat? I think this he, might be a nice bow out. He has enough respect for Team USA that he wouldn't want to take somebody's spot that deserves it. And I'm a hundred percent confident he's going to be back. Yes. more than full force and go next next go round. I mean, yeah. there's no magic. How many oh consecutive? I mean, that's where these stat things just forget them, man. Yeah. I mean, he's just not ready this time around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I kind of agree with you. And I you know mean, what? I'm not picking him. But but maybe if you want him in the locker room, who cares? you got so many assistant captains anyway. Just add another one. Give him a uniform. Hey, can, I make, uh, can I make a bold prediction? Guys, I think Justin Thomas is going to win a major next year because this is going to be enough fuel for his fire to spend the entire offseason with a vendetta and a mission to go win a major. Okay, I'll give you odds on that. But... He's a hell of a player. He is. He's a really, really good player. The guy that I'm disappointed that is not really, it doesn't appear to be in super strong consent uh, consideration is Tony Finau. I Everybody agree. busted his butt about yeah. you can't win, you can't win. You only won Puerto Rico. He walks out last year. He wins two tournaments in the in the summer. He's had a really good, you know, good run. He's played some great golf, and 
he's almost kind of getting messed around because he was a little too early with that great play. I would love to see Tony Finau on this team. It, it would have been great if he'd have had a better uh, spring and late spring and summer. And he's 21st on points. And I'm just saying, Mark, he's an easy no for Zach Johnson with the pressure on. For the I pitch. only said I'm disappointed <laughs> that he didn't bring it a little more heat here the last few months. I agree with I'd you. I'd have loved to see Tony Finau on this team. Hey, realistically, guys, like, you know, let's take our, our media hat off. You think Justin Thomas is going to take him? I mean, excuse me, Zach Johnson is going to take Justin Thomas. We know they're good buddies. We know what Justin Thomas can do. Do you think it's going to be too much for Zach Johnson to pass up? Realistically? Because I can totally see it happening. I think it depends on how Lucas Glover and... You know, some of these guys play next week. Yeah. Well, I, actually, well, tomorrow. You're saying it's Monday, though. Yeah. Well, is, me, is it Monday or is it after the Tour Championship? I will look all that up. Okay. So, you know, okay, we're going to double check. Yeah, that. You know, if it's on Monday, if, if Lucas Glover comes out tomorrow and shoots a 74, did he just yeah. seal his fate that he's uh, out? This is from the official U.S. Ryder Cup website. Okay. They'll all earn points beginning in 2022 and concluding immediately after the second FedEx playoff event, wow. the BMW Championship, on August 20th. Okay. Yep. So tomorrow. So, so there you have it. So, the but, selections won't be announced till after the Tour Championship. Okay, so it locks the six players down, but he's still going to have a chance to reconsider on the wild Yeah. Card. So, so they have a little time. Yeah. So like Cam Young... He's yeah. going to make it. He goes and wins the Tour Championship. I'm like, Locke. Or Lucas. Yeah. Or Lucas. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Which so. could be, it could be good. could be bad for Justin Thomas. Yeah. You know, some of those guys that are it on the It is bad for Justin Thomas. But it, it could be good because those guys like Cam, Cam Young, Lucas Glover, have a terrible finish to the season. They're not. They've got five rounds left. You can blow yeah. out a tire. I mean, yeah. it's not yeah. good. No. I, I, yeah. I think it's nothing but bad news for him. Okay. So. All right. Well, we're going to talk Europe after the break. We, we don't have time to go. This Europe thing is really going to be confusing for Luke Donald. So uh, this is the 15th Club on KLBJ. If you want to call in with your Ryder Cup picks, 512-836-0590. Ben Clements will be along with the End Zone Club at the top of the hour talking football, college football. There's not much going on, but you'll probably be able to fill an hour, right? Two weeks. Two, Two weeks till kickoff, baby. Two We're almost weeks. there. Okay, he'll have some special guests, too. This is the 15th Club, live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret on Lake Austin Boulevard. Back after words from our sponsors. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. Hi, this is Luke Wilson, and you're listening to the 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clemens on KLBJ. Thank you, Luke. He was uh, up in East Hampton and, uh, and at uh, Friar's Head a few weeks ago. He's listening today. He's on strike. All the actors and the writers in From Hollywood. From the show? He can't call into the show because of the strike. I played his bumper. He may be in violation because of that. Who knows? Now, also listening to us, poolside in Hawaii, I just got a text, is Ed Clements. And so I'm sitting in the big chair today. I'm Scotty Sayers, and I'm here with Mark Brooks and Ben Clements at the Golfers' Roundtable. Newly engaged, Ben Clements, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. You're a lucky man. Thank Uh, you. That's great. Now... On to the business of the European. We're going to play European captain. 
And uh, Mark and I had a little heated discussion uh, during one of the breaks about who the captain's picks will be for the Euros. They get six also. And Luke Donald is probably going to be looking at a team with six lockdown players being Roy McElroy, John Rahm, Robert McIntyre, <laughs> Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. Did I, I didn't miss anybody. Now, No, you're good. So... The picks. I'm just going to step out and say that Matthew Fitzpatrick is a lock as a pick. Yeah. We all agree on that? Oh, yeah. Playing well right now. Okay. How, yeah. about, how about Shane Lowry? Yeah. Mark? Yes. 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 Justin Rose? Yes. 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 Okay, that's three. And... Sepp. Sepp Strucker. That's who we had the... Yes. Discussion about. Yeah, he's he's good. I, I'll agree with that. I've come around on Seth Strucker. I think I speak for the for the uh, the 15 club bias. Alex Norin. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna balk, balk on that one on you. Questionable. I, he's number he for them. He's 18 in the points list. Scotty doesn't like his pre-shot routine. It's bizarre. Well, <laughs> bizarre. But he's a friend of the program. Well, he has been on the program, but that's, I don't know that Luke Donald's going to take that into consideration. <laughs> Let me just say this. Uh, Mark, you talked about Cam Young not having any, uh, not having a trophy. When in, has Alex, Alex Norris had never won on the U.S. tour. I know he's won a couple of times in Europe. He has not, no. I know it's the Euro, it's the Euro Ryder Cup team. But he plays. Their guys shouldn't even be playing over here. But they do, <laughs> and he and he does, right? Play Europe, dudes. <laughs> I agree. They should have hooked up with Liv and had the Euro Live tour. I mean, honestly, would have been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, hey, well. So is Victor Perez a really good player? Who do you think their other two picks are? We've thrown Alex Noren into the into consideration. Well, I have four, right? We got four. So. You know, I mean, just for entertainment purposes, they ought to put Eddie Pepperell on there. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would spice up the social that name media. In a while. Well, one thing they don't have, and unfortunately for the uh, people of Italy, Ryder Cup's in Rome, and they don't have a, a Italian player that's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. They don't. So that's you know they got to settle for a little Irish blood with. Okay, let's that's I'm going with Moronk. Okay, Adrian Moronk. I don't know anything about him. He is him. fifth on the Euro points list. Yeah, Yannick Paul is another guy that's up there, right? He is number four. Yeah. So that's the you know that's one list you can you know peer peer over, and I'm going to go. They're going to probably give it, and you go to World Points. You know, it's Alex Noren jumps jumps yeah. right off the page. Is there going to be a last last ditch effort to get some live players in there? Sergio Garcia winning his player. Right they are not three. allowed on yeah. the Euro. The European yeah. Tour is yeah. they are shut out. They are sticking to it. He well, retired. it's not sticking to it. They give you the difference, so people will be re-educated. Because I have to educate myself on this. The U.S. Ryder Cup is run and or owned by the PGA of America. The European Ryder Cup team, if you want to call it that, Enterprise, is owned by the DP World Tour, the Euro European Tour. Yeah. 
and they've those guys are not allowed to be a part of their tour that joined Lib, so it's a not even an issue. Yeah, yeah. they're out. Yeah, and, and I think we can all agree the European team is strong one to ten for I agree. sure, hundred percent. And uh, if I'm if I'm in the singles on Sunday playing for the U.S., who do I not want to face? Let me ask Mark Brooks because. With your experience, who do you not want to play in singles on Sunday? You talk at the top. Anybody? 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 Who? Do, who would you fear the most playing in singles? Would it be Rory, or would it be somebody else? John Rom. John Rom. Yeah. Although we got to go up there, I witnessed it in person. <laughs> him just dismantle his man at Whistling Straits. Okay, I I wouldn't want to play Victor Hovland. I See, know I, that. He's, I, he's pretty cold blooded. Yeah, I mean Victor's tough. He hasn't played in the Ryder Cup, has he? I mean, he got off to a horrid start last week in Memphis. Yeah, the first day, and it was just like, excuse me. I mean, he was like 64, 65, 65. You know, just out, just out of nowhere. I'm not out of nowhere. Meaning, I, yeah. What was the aberration? The the funky first round. Yeah. He's tough. I think Fitzpatrick would be would be pretty scary to play. Fitzpatrick's a good player. He's not the most intimidating guy, yeah. But he's a very, very good player. You know, if you, when you really look at it, the European team, there are ten guys. Your most average common golf fans are going to know half of them. So there'll be a lot of guys that the a common American will say, "I don't know him. He must not be any good. He's not playing in America. He's not playing in the majors." But um, their top five guys are going to be very, very, very difficult to beat. I disagree. I think I think you know the top ten guys. We talked about. I mean, we Shane Lowry's a British well, yeah, Shane, Open champ. I'm saying the bottom half of their players. Now, Strop, Sepp, Sepp Straka. We've seen his name, but the guys that, that primarily play on the on the European tour and the DP tour, like this Morant guy, <laughs> wild card. You, don't, yeah. like, you know, all, yeah, you don't yeah. know much about him other than he's played a lot of great golf. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this about the Ryder Cup, just in general. The guys you fear the most is, is somebody that's making a bunch of putts. That's yeah, who you yeah. don't want to play. Like, are you kidding me? It's yeah. just, it's the most demoralizing thing to play a guy that hits it like crap and he's making everything. And the Euro European team, if we go back for the last twenty years, you'd say, what's been the biggest difference? Putts. They've made, they've just made more putts than we have. The important putts, the alternate shot, that six-footer, that seven-footer, the four-footer, they make them. They've been making them. Yeah. And, and guys, we didn't expect to make them. Sergio, you know, kind of a shaky putter during his career, made a ton of putts in the Ryder Cups. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would say he's the one I'm going to miss the most. That's why I threw his name out there. For sure. You know, more so than Lee Westwood. I mean, Sergio, he became such a part of the of the Ryder Cup scene, and he's still playing good enough. There, there He'd be a guy that might get picked if he was still playing. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I, I miss seeing him. All right, let's talk Phil for a minute and, and the gambler and Woo! Billy Walters. Uh, I'm going to tell people uh, to go listen to the Fire Pit uh, podcast. If you like podcasts, they have been having some really, Alan Shipnuck and uh, our friend Matt Janella, some really good coverage of the excerpts from the Billy Walters book that will be out in about 10 days. And their latest podcast um, had Armin Katian, who, who wrote the book with Billy Walters. And it's fascinating to hear how their process was in writing that book and what they put in it. Now, Mark, you said you saw an interview with Billy Walters and Brent Musburger. That had to be good. And you think that was a little while ago, but it was a really good interview. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and the, the book I can't wait to read it just because Billy Walters was involved in golf for you know there's going to be a couple of chapters on Phil we know that but a fascinating guy in the in the gambling world and a businessman and it's an interesting story. Yeah, he's not the only guy I know that grew up in a you know the pool the local pool hall atmosphere that turned out you know phenomenally well. Yeah. A good friend of mine, Howard Lester, who was the co-founder of William Sonoma. Yeah. He he grew up in Duran, Oklahoma, in a kind of in the back of a pool hall and he turned out to be a phenomenal businessman and you know great strategist. So Billy Walters grew up in a pool hall. He did. He did indeed. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining on the 15th Club this week. Mark, as usual, we really love having you and uh, continued success with 803 Golf. You can go to 803 Golf and learn about how to have great guys trips and, uh, and corporate outings at UT Golf Club. Ben, you're up with the End Zone Club after the break. And, Ed, we will see you next week back here at the Deep Eddy Cabaret. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ.